Hello, 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 hello. It is the Mom's Heart's Desire to Heal, and it is Sunday, March 26. And I tell you why I love this day because tomorrow is my birthday. Yes, 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 yes. Tomorrow is my birthday. And I got to admit, guys, I am. I hate to say it. I know this is cliche. People hate when people say this, but I am really, I'm getting, I'm getting older guys, you know, like I am really out here becoming a woman, like a real woman. (laughs) Sorry, my mic dropped, but seriously though, like this whole thing, like when you turn, when you turn like you know, in the beginning of like your 40s or I'm assuming like the end of your 30s, yeah, you might feel like, oh, okay, I'm becoming seasoned. But like when you like getting towards that midpoint, it just like, it's like, whoa, I got to do everything I need to do, right? It's, I got to do it now. I got to do it now and never. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I had a really interesting year. I grew a lot. I backpedaled a lot. I gave myself grace a lot. And I think this year was like a year of healing for me. And reason being is I'm not operating um, even as a mother just, okay, I'm doing this because I'm sad or I'm unhappy or, you know, I'm feeling this way. I'm really like asking myself the questions. I'm really doing the work that a therapist does within myself when I'm going through the motions on something. Um, if I'm if I'm engaging in something really toxic relationship-wise, or if I am parenting in a certain way, I really try to dig deep and see like, okay, well, why am I talking to my kid like that? Why am I doing this? And I think that's that's the place we have to continue to be in in order to be in full effect in our healing journey. And it's an amazing place. It shows a lot of maturity within myself. Doesn't mean like, like I'm not making the mistakes, but it means like I'm growing. I'm I'm accepting myself. I'm accepting who I am as a person. I don't, I mean, I, I, I still struggle with caring what the world thinks, but it doesn't weigh so heavy. Like if you don't like me, put it like this. If you don't like me because I feel a certain way or because I am, operating in a certain element because of something that I have to do for myself, I no longer feel bad about it. I guess I should say that. Like, I don't feel bad about being me. I feel totally, totally amazing about being me. And that's a great place to be in. You know, I may not have everything that I want to have. I may not have the flat stomach. I may not have the um, big gold breasts that I envisioned for myself growing up. But I've been a place where I'm like, okay, this is what I got. This is what I'm. This is what I'm gonna work with, and I love myself. And that's just that's just that on that, right? So that's where I am. I hope, moms. I hope you're doing okay. This year has gone by really fast. I joke and say that I feel like it's gonna be Christmas tomorrow. Like I could literally see me putting back down my tree because it's that's how fast. Um. Um, the time is going. It's just crazy how fast time is going, literally. Um, and today's um, topic, 
episode title is called um, You Are Still a Good Parent If. Um, I did a small snippet um, on my Instagram page about it because I feel like there is like things like parent shaming, you know, like once you've been a parent for a while, there is like scrutiny on how you parent your child. And I've even caught myself doing it. Like my friend recently let her daughter go with a group of friends to the city and she left other parents in charge. And I just was like, "Mm, I don't know if I would do that because my mom didn't let me go anywhere. And and I started to realize like, yo, Linda, that was your, that, that was your own stuff. That's not reality. You know, nothing is probably going to happen to your kid. You'll probably be, your kid will probably be just fine at 13 or, or, or even 10, you know, going to a play date with other families. And there are certain things that, you know, you just have to let go of. But in that moment, I found myself judging my friend. And for years, I've like judged myself in terms of like, okay, if I wasn't co-parenting peacefully all the time, if I wasn't, um, doing things that was showing that I was, you know, like the the most honorable single parent ever. If I wasn't giving my baby, my child's father so much, I was about to say baby daddy, y'all. But if I wasn't giving my child's father so much grace that he could then in turn, turn around and look at me and say, oh my God, she's, she's the queen of, you know, sing, um, co-parents. I felt bad. And I started to really be like, stop doing that like stop trying to be perfect for everyone else your situation is your situation how you have learned how to manage it what you do moment to moment is based on based on your knowledge based on your growth um as a person and where you are in life and no one should judge that right um no one should be able to tell you how that should look you know case in point there are co-parents that that go out and have like dates with their kids or they hang out with each other's families for christmas and i remember there was a point so badly i wanted to be that type of co-parent i wanted to be that type of person and then i had to come to the realization that um maybe that's not going to be your situation and that's okay it doesn't mean that your family is toxic it doesn't mean that your your daughter's not going to grow up to be an amazing kid um it doesn't mean that she's still not gonna thrive and and be well you know so all those things um and i have a list of things that i kind of thought of that we get that I would get down on myself about um, if I'm creating um, boundaries. I used to believe that if I was placed in a situation where I could no longer have my co-parent come to my home, I was a bad person because then that's affecting my daughter's perception of family. It's affecting her perception of love. And then I realized, "Mm -mm, like, if your situation doesn't, if it's not suitable for you to have someone in your home, whether because of abuse or toxicity, it's okay for you to acknowledge that you need boundaries and enforce them. You know, there are women literally that have been physically abused by exes and they have had to, you know, after divorce or after separation, now exchange kids at police precincts. And that's what they need for their families. 
if you know like I don't like to tell too much of my story that obviously I I, I always think about what my daughter will you know, receive and how she will receive it. And I always like to be the first person that gives her information about what our lives was like, was, was like. And so, um, I would always, um, you know, definitely want to be the one to tell her the truth. But if I was in a position ever where I had to meet at a precinct, I knew that that would kill me it would kill me for her but mostly it would kill me about how I felt it would kill me about how I I was worried about how the world would perceive my parenting um was I not able to get along well because of my own personality was I not able to play nice because something's wrong with me you know like so just knowing like you're still you're still a good parent if you have to establish those boundaries another thing is um that I had on the list that's also on my Instagram page I posted this and I mentioned this before if you have to hang out with your kids individually you know maybe you guys can't go on the school trips together all the time right or ever maybe um you can't go see the tree together in New York for Christmas for whatever reason. Just being okay with the fact and knowing like you're still amazing. You're still doing it. You're still creating an, a peaceful environment for your kids that works for all of you. And that's like the biggest expression of love. Now, if you're setting boundaries and you know doing all these things because you're just like bitter and hateful and you hate your ex they have a new lover that's another thing but if you're doing it to protect to make sure that your kids are being raised in a healthy environment wonderful like I actually don't sign up for every argument that could possibly happen between me and my ex because I want to develop professional environments some might think I'm being a wuss some might think that I am totally crazy in my my thought process, but that's what I need to do for my dynamic to make sure that my daughter sees me operating in the best possible light. The next thing is staying out of toxic conversation. Oh my God, I feel like this is like embedded in my brain because like I just finished talking about that. If I am engaged in a conversation or if you are engaged in a conversation with your co-parent and you feel like it's going down the lane of like accusatory stuff, disrespectful stuff, it is your right to be like, I'm not going to engage in this. I'm going to speak to you at another time when you are calmer and we can dissect this situation better. And you're a good parent, <laughs> you know, and I, and I keep saying that because I feel like so many moms who in the beginning who may have young children who've just started to do this co-parenting thing may feel so bad that they've had to enforce rules or boundaries or they're not being a good fair co-parent or they're not doing what's in the best interest of the child but know that peace staying away from toxicity is absolutely doing what's best for the child um only focusing on your kids and what does that mean prime example 
not worrying about who they're dating, what they're doing, what is their hobbies. Like if you guys have that kind of like dynamic and you've developed a respectful friendship where both of you are respected and you respect each other even though you can't be together. But if that's not the case, why you gotta know about me and why is it that I have to be so focused on you versus focused on what's going on that we both have a common goal involved in, which is to make sure that our children are being raised well. And that has to do with being a parent to our child, right? So those things definitely um, are important for you to know that you're still doing an amazing job if that's all your focus is. If you're not focused on a friendship, if you're not focused on, um, you know, going out to dinner with your ex or um if you're not focused on finding out their new new wife or new girlfriend's instagram page like you're still okay (laughs) right um then and it's also a great place to be in if you've moved on you're thriving for yourself you're doing what's best for your kids and you don't need you know any of that 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 works that works great So the last thing is, if you are a good parent, if you are relying on yourself and you're not digging your heels in the mud, trying to figure out how much money your co-parent has so that they can provide for you and your family. One thing that I have for sure learned this year is that whatever I receive or don't receive, that's fine, right? But in the non-receiving seasons... I learned to rely on myself. I learned to say, well, what I, what can I do? What can I bring to the table that's going to make streams of income for me so that whether I get it or not, I'm still good. You get that? I'm still good. And I used to think that that was like unfair, right? Like, why do I need to be good on my own? Why do I need to like not go after someone in child support court? Um, one, because it, it gives peace at times and two, because it gives you like the confidence you need to go out there and get it for yourself and whatever you receive. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't fight for your children to get financial support, but I'm just saying like, use that energy sometimes to fuel your own passions and the things that you want to do to help you grow. So, yeah, that is what I have for you. You know, as I always said in the beginning, I don't like to make these episodes longer than 15 minutes. Um, I hope you found some valuable information in this episode. I am dropping a new ebook, The Do's and Don'ts of Co-Parenting. Not that I am an expert, but I have been doing this for seven years now, and I have seen things that have worked for me. And I have seen things that I may have done that have not worked. And I just wanted to put it in the ebook and hopefully um, it would help somebody out a great deal. Or I'm praying that it helps somebody out in a great deal. Like I said, I'm not claiming to be like this expert on um, co-parenting at all. Um, But I do believe that I know some information about what works for what has worked for my family and what I believe are 
the resounding key elements of keeping things a certain way and the things that I've done that may not have worked that probably wouldn't work for anyone in that situation either um I one of the things I talked about is communicating no matter what whether I'm not feeling my co-parent whether I am upset whether I want to throw him down a flight of steps um if something's wrong with my daughter, he's going to get the information. If there's something that he needs to be participating in, where both parents need to be, notice what I'm saying, where both parents need to be, he's always gotten that information. You know, if it's something where it's unneeded, I know that history has shown he has not participated. I may put it out there, but um, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll judge how frequent or you know, what, what patterns have shown that that would work for him to participate in, for both of us to be involved in. But yeah, keeping the lines of communication open, no matter what has, has been, it has been good. And I think it will work for everyone, you know, like not telling a co-parent that a child is sick, not telling them when they have a parent teacher night, you know, those things can be kind of tricky. You know, it gives room for people to build resentment and feel like they're being shut out of their kid's life. And, you know, like sometimes you can do all these things and you're still labeled as the person that shuts the person out of the child's life. Right. But these are just like small notes meant to encourage and help moms out there. I hope you enjoy the ebook. I hope nobody takes it as like I'm being like holier than thou. Like, oh, she knows. No, these are just general things that I believe um, will help you, will encourage you. And I, I am throwing in some stories about how they've worked in my life. Um, that ebook is going to be $24.99. It should be out beginning of April. Um, and yeah, that's what's going on. So I hope you enjoyed the episode, as I said. I hope you guys are staying well. Stay focused. Love on your kids. Love on yourself. Um, there is so much information. There's so many resources out there. If you need therapy, if you need um, support groups, go online. I literally, I know it's funny, but like Google, you literally can Google what do I need for my toenail and you will find it. So, and you know, hit me up if you hear this podcast and you want to comment, make a comment, but definitely come back next month for my new podcast episode. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday and I plan to have a wonderful birthday tomorrow as well. Nice, nice and peaceful birthday. Um, so thank you. It was my pleasure again. Bye-bye.